Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of No Really, I'm Fine. You might be aware that we are running a special series at the moment, which is looking at protecting our mental health during the coronavirus pandemic, which I am sure is in everyone's minds at the moment. And, you know, everyone is being affected by this. Today is quite a special episode for me because I am joined by one of my good friends, Louise. Um, Me and Louise have known each other for quite a long time and normally she she helps me through through um, a lot of a lot of things and you know she's she's always been there for me when I've needed needed her in terms of my own mental health um but now I'm finding I'm speaking to Louise today about her mental health because it's been a hard time for everyone but an even harder time for for the NHS and Louise is a remarkable woman. Not only is she a mum to two lovely girls, she's also a nurse and she is also a police officer in her in her spare time. So she's she's quite a busy woman. So hi Louise. Hi. You're right. Yes. Uh are, are you really fine today? Um today, yeah. I'm feeling all right now, yeah. I'm okay. So you're a nurse and you work at a a large hospital, don't you, Louise? And obviously your job is stressful at any time, but what's it been like for you during this crisis? It's been very, very stressful. Uh, We've had good days and we've had very, very bad days. Um, More so the bad days, really, Uh, it's been very trying and very tough testing times, really, as a nurse. So, yeah, a lot different to what I'm normally used to. So when it all started, what were some of the changes that you were seeing day to day then in your normal role? If you'd have spoken to me a couple of weeks ago about it, before we went into lockdown and everything like that, I was kind of like, and I will be honest, I was quite blasé about it, saying that, oh, yeah, it's just another flu, everything's okay. Um, I think people are worrying a bit too much. But then as I've seen the patients come in, I've come to realise that I was greatly mistaken and it's a lot worse than what I actually realised. Um, the patient... the, the how patients presented was yeah they're not very well at all and um it's it's very difficult as a nurse because uh, you, you you're trying to look after them and sometimes it's just you're not successful and it, it's quite difficult that as a nurse to to 
you know, to look after people really when you, all you want to do is do your best and make them well again. And sometimes there's nothing that you can do. So yeah, no, it's been, it, it's changed a lot for me recently. And, you know, how, how has it impacted on you personally then? Cause as I said at the start, you're, you're a mum to two, two young girls. So how has the whole situation affected, <clears throat> you know, your life at home? Cause Obviously, your your time at the moment is dedicated on looking after those who who unfortunately have the coronavirus. So basically, um, my husband and I came to the agreement that it was probably a lot safer for him and my children to be at home and that for me to move out. So about 13 days ago, I moved out into a dormitory of a, a local grammar school and I've basically been living here. Um, so, yeah, that's my life at the moment. So I'm trying to I'm trying to get some sort of normality, really. I, I'm going to visit the kids every day if I can. And I speak to them through the window or like we, like this week, I, I went onto the street with them and I taught one of them to ride a bike. But um, it's really, really impacted on my life, Um the whole situation at the moment and you're not on your own though are you in in this dormitory no 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 there are there's lots of other people here so I've got um another friend here whose son has a chronic lung condition um she's had she moved out before I did um she's she'd had lots of letters from the specialists saying that they they had to keep her son safe so it was safer for her to move out there's another nurse here who's moved out as well to protect her kids um we've got doctors we've got um lots of lots of different medical people here uh, all basically doing what they can to protect their families and their friends from you know being exposed to the covid-19 so as a nurse, then there's been um, there's been a bit of confusion, hasn't there, in terms of the phrases COVID nineteen and the coronavirus? Are are the two things the same, or could yeah, you... yes, the strain is you know it's the coronavirus, but it's COVID nineteen, so it, it, the strain is COVID nineteen. So, what are some of the symptoms that you've seen, or sorry, or you've treated people for in hospital at the moment? So originally it was shortness of breath, headache and temperature. But obviously as the virus is going through the people, it's mutating each time, isn't it? So lots, lots more symptoms are appearing. So I think last week we were told that diarrhea and vomiting had been added to the list. Um, we've also had a really important one is the losing the sense of taste and smell Um that's well that's actually quite common now so quite a lot of people tell us that um there's it's affecting people in a lot of different ways but the main one obviously that we've had is the temperature and and the headache and the shortness of breath um so yeah the ones that are coming into hospital are normally it's mainly the shortness of breath that we're seeing with the temperature and you mentioned um earlier that you know, you and I'm sure a lot of other people, including myself, originally thought COVID-19 would, would go away a bit like, I don't know, like the flu. Um, at what point 
was it then in your day-to-day working life that you realized okay this is serious now um I think it was possibly when I had the first person come in and seeing how actually how badly it affected them um it was there was nothing I think it was a patient that died there was nothing that we could physically do to keep them alive it just took over them and it was it it was incredible how quickly that person sort of deteriorated and that's when I suddenly realized that it was a lot worse than what I I first originally thought about COVID-19 it is it's a horrible horrible virus I wouldn't I, I feel silly now for underestimating how bad it actually was. And obviously we're doing this podcast to help people during this situation and to offer them information about COVID-19, but also to to offer them information about, <clears throat> you know, how to look after your mental health. But there hasn't been much talk about, well, there, there has been talk about the strain on the NHS services, but there hasn't been much talk about you know, the strain on perhaps, you know, nurses, doctors, mental health. Um, I mean, for, that's my personal opinion, but I don't know if you would you would agree, Louise. I, I, do you know what? I probably would agree with you. I mean, I'm where I work, I'm really, really lucky. Um, we have a fantastic team of nurses and doctors. And in this time of, like, crisis, we've all pulled together and we're all supporting each other and helping each other. Um, I am aware that the local occupational health department is offering counselling services, and I know that there's other services out there. Nothing's been offered to us, um, but, you know, it's, I don't know, it's just there. Um, I just, me personally, I feel really lucky that I work with the people that I do because they're all amazing and they're just, they're helping me through it, as well as my husband and my friends, but... Um, as far as yeah, mental health services, are, nothing's nothing's really been offered for that side of it, really. And I I know um, personally, you know, we we've both struggled with our mental health in the past, and and normally you would go home and and after a busy day and and see the kids, but that's different now, isn't it? And and, and how how has yeah. that affected things? For me, it's it's. <laughs> It's, it is, it's not nice. It's lonely. I mean, I come back to this dorm room and I've got, I've got my friends to talk to on message or on the phone, but it's not the same. I mean, since all this has happened, I mean, I can't even hug my children. I can't even kiss my children. I can't hug or kiss my husband. I've got, I mean, my family, although they're self-isolating, the, the, you know, the, if they were to drive near me, they, w- they wouldn't want to stop and talk to me because they're so scared of it, you know. So I feel like I've, I'm also isolated away from lots of people because, and also as well because of the job that I do. It's, it, this week it's particularly hit me that I feel like, I don't know, I feel so, so isolated. Um, it's been hard this week. It's been really hard. What do you think about the, the clapping them for the NHS? Because that's that's been going on for about three weeks now, hasn't it? Tonight, I mean, it's been amazing. It's been abs- It's it's making me very emotional. I mean, tonight, um, 
obviously I work in the police as well and a, a police colleague had asked me to go down to the local hospital as he said that he had a surprise for me I've gone tonight and there was like 20 police cars pulled up it was a convoy they got out of the cars they clapped that was truly amazing it was a you know they're on the front line as well but just the fact that they've shown out and given us their support as well it's 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 very encouraging and it's it's really it really it is very very positive it's lovely it's nice to know that people are out there you know supporting us that way as well and sorry to go back to to uh the doom and gloom but um no it's fine do you is there a sense of sort of dread at the moment going to work with what's going on yes yes there is for me um uh i mean i've got my two days off now and then obviously because i'm living in a dorm and i've not really got anything else to do my time i'm obviously doing extra hours i mean i am part-time anyway but i've increased that now so like the dread is i get the anxiety just before work the day before um and i mean i it's normal that people get like anxiety on a Sunday night before they start work on a Monday. But for me, there's added, there's added stuff there. It's kind of like, I need to make sure that I keep myself safe at work. I don't get ill and I don't die because there are health professionals out there getting COVID-19 and dying. And you don't know whether it could be you. It is such an unpredictable virus. You just don't know. So there's a lot of added, you know, pressure on myself to keep myself safe whilst at work. And how have you been with the media then? Because obviously it's it's in the news all the time, and and you're you're working around the situation all the time. How how is how are you with with the media and reading about it? Well, that's the thing you say um, because obviously because of you know the. I sometimes, well, I sort of don't watch the news as often as I should, I suppose. I don't really know what's going on in the outside world. I, I, I suppose I live in a little bubble because <laughs> I feel safer there. Um, but, like, I haven't really been watching the news. I mean, I have been watching it because, obviously, I wanted to know what's happening with Boris Johnson because, obviously, he's been poorly, hasn't he? So mm. I've been reading it and watching it because of that. Um, I've, I haven't been obsessing about it because if I obsess it will just take over me and it will probably impact on me quite negatively. So I've not really, I'm trying to think and do other things. And like when I speak to people, I try and talk about other things rather than, because obviously I'm surrounded by it at work all the time that when I'm outside of work, I, I, I don't like to watch the news because I'm surrounded by doom and gloom at work. When I come out, the news is just the same. I, I know it's happening and and there's nothing I can do about it. And at work, have you noticed um, a change of atmosphere among your colleagues? Are, are people more stressed? Um, more? I know that sounds like an obvious question, but or what's the atmosphere like on, on the wards and things like that inside the hospital? In the other wards, I mean, where, where they are, like the patients are intubated, I'm pretty, it's a lot more stressful. Um, it, I mean, it's a it's a new thing, isn't it, that we're all having to deal with. Um, I, I personally, I feel so lucky where I am. We we've got the staff. We we we're all supporting each other, and it's amazing how teams work in you know crisis situations. So from my point of view on 
the department that we work on, it's amazing. But I am aware that it is extremely difficult on other of the, you know, on the other wards. Um, lack of staff, lack of PPE, uh, really extremely poorly patient. So yeah, it's I'd, the the atmosphere possibly on other on wards is is properly well, yeah, it's possibly quite difficult and negative, really, because they're just surrounded by it all the time. Has there been any positive um, changes at the hospital? Because I know while on the news we see, you know, the number of cases confirmed and, and deaths, there's quite a large number of people in the UK who've, who've fought this and, and, and fighted it off, isn't there? Yeah. Now, obviously, the ones in our department were obviously in the emergency department, so they're coming in into us so we don't tend to follow on the patients afterwards they're sort of transferred to the ward after they've left us um so we don't always know what happened to them but um there's a lot of people out there that obviously that are in the community that have had COVID-19 and they've got better so the ones that we're looking at are normally the really really sick ones so you know they've been admitted to hospital and then from there, you know, who knows what happens to them? Maybe, you know, we've had a lot of, I mean, we have had a lot of intubations. The other day, which is a really positive thing, was um, actually a friend of mine who had COVID-19 and ended up being intubated. And he's the first person to be taken off a ventilator successfully in our trust. So for That's that, amazing. it was, I know, honestly, it was the most it was just an amazing experience I went uh, I mean I went to see him on the unit that he'd been moved to after coming out of ICU and I went at my own risk but I said to, because obviously when patients are coming into the hospital uh, relatives can't see them um, they can only see them if they're at the end of life and they come and, and at that point they come at their own risk you know uh, so his wife had, hadn't seen him and she'd asked if I could pop up to see him and I went I was prepared to put myself at risk going to see him because I wanted to make sure that I checked on him and, and fed back to her because, you know, it's, it's not a nice situation at the moment, is it? So I went to see him. He was great. And then I reported back to her. Um, and I, it, I was, it was just nice to see somebody looking so well from being so poorly when they first came in and, and that they'd been in ICU for five days on a, on a ventilator and, so yeah, that's 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 the only like positive I've known from uh, intubating and, and you know the COVID nineteen mm. virus. So yeah, no that, that that I mean that's positive, isn't it? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, so when you, when you finish work, is it how do you find? I mean, in general, anyway. But as all this is going on, how do you find switching off from work? Um can be quite difficult because obviously I'm living with some of the people that I, I work with uh, but when we're coming home I either go for a walk to try and switch off um, I try and speak to my friends like my friends have been on FaceTime they've been on the text message that's my way of switching off uh, I try to sw switch it off at the door as I come out but then, obviously, I'm, I'm walking to and from work. 
and as you're walking through the streets, you are sort of reminded that we are in tough times at the moment, you know, because of the lockdown, people aren't on the streets, the shops are shut. And that's when I kind of like a reminded, but I try to try to be positive as I'm walking back and, and when I get back to the dorm, um, try not to think about it too much. With you mentioning before, is it quite hard as a nurse in, in, in general to sort of not think about the patients that you've looked after when, when you go home? If that makes sense. Yeah, no. Do you know what? The, the, in my job, anyway, there'll always be a patient that you think about or that made an impact on you. So, um, like, particularly this weekend, I've had a very bad weekend at work and we've had very, very poorly patients in. I've had one nearly die and then I had one actually die. And they've stuck with me. There's something about them that, that stuck with me. So, you know, the, there are experiences there that, that don't leave you. It'll it'll probably take me a couple of weeks to get over what I've experienced this weekend, but they'll always stay with me, if you know what I mean. Yeah. They, they won't go. It'll just get a bit easier when I think about it. And how have you found... Um shopping because i know a lot of nhs workers have have struggled haven't they when they finished a shift and they've gone to the i believe so yeah yeah and they've gone to the supermarket and there's nothing on the shelves so i know it is getting better and, and panic buying is is um reducing reducing <laughs> thankfully but were yeah. you affected by that at all the only time i was affected was was uh the week before i moved out because i needed to make sure that um everything was in order before I went and it was it was my normal time to bulk buy on certain things like bin liners toilet rolls in particular and going to the shops and not being able to get toilet rolls was mm. was just ridiculous because I wanted to make sure that my family was okay luckily for me where I've moved to there's obviously a supply of toilet rolls but like going to the shop and not being able to buy toilet rolls was just I don't know why, you know, it was just, it was just difficult. It, that was just an added stress for me because it was something else that I had to think about that my family didn't have whilst I wasn't there. Um, but apart from that, the shop, but the shopping's been okay. I, I haven't really had too many problems with it since moving out. And no, I, 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 I'm pretty sure that lots of other people have had bad experiences, but like me, it's, it, it it was on the toilet rolls before I actually moved out that bothered me. Yeah, the toilet rolls, are, I still can't work out why everyone panicked by toilet roll. I don't know why, because at that point, it, well, they were buying too much pasta, they probably wouldn't have gone to the toilet, would they? So, <laughs> so I can't get a penny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I've not bought any pasta. Uh, so how are, how are your daughters finding all this? Because it must be tough on their mental health as well. They are struggling because Sophia obviously has ad additional needs, doesn't she? So it, she's she's understanding it in her own little way. Jemima, my, obviously my youngest, is very, very, very tactile with me. And she's really struggling with the fact that she can't come over, she can't touch me, she can't hug me, she can't kiss me. 
And uh, today she came over and she just sort of said to me, Mummy, you, you think you're missing me? Well, times that by 300 million. Aww. And that's how I'm how much I'm missing you. I'm, I'm just finding it really difficult. And that. So I just sort of keep saying to her, you know, mummy's going to, mummy's fighting a war, a war against a virus. And I'm like a soldier and I'm going in and I'm fighting this war. And when it's all over, you know, mummy will, mummy will be back. Yeah. Yeah. And what did she say to that? Oh, she was like, oh, yes, I, I, I understand, mummy. I, I understand you've got to look after the poorly sick patients. So, but it's, it's still hard for them. That's her little, that's her own little way, isn't it, of dealing with it. Mm. And how have you been keeping busy or keeping your mind off things then when you've not been working and you, you've been in, at the dorm? Yeah, I know you mentioned um, walking. Walking. Walking is a big thing for me at the minute, just getting out and walking and it's almost like a power walk it I've just got to walk it out um I've got I've got I've, I mean I'm really lucky that one of the one of the people I live with is actually my best friend so I'm just spending a lot of time with her and we're just chatting about stuff that we wouldn't chat about but you know that it isn't work related just it's like living with your best mate or whatever you, you I've been all right there I've been I've had her to talk to and yeah just try and get on with it don't you yeah and going back to your working environment then um Mm. what was your own protection like was the equipment coming into you quickly how was that situation so in our department, we've been really lucky. We've had the PPE when we've needed it. Um, the only issue it has been is is trying to decide what colour, you know, what kind of area we are. Are we high risk? Are we medium risk? Are we low risk? And I mean, it's changing. When it when it very first started, it was changing literally every hour, and it was really difficult to try and keep up with the guidance that was being given to us it was like no you need to wear this no you need to wear that and it literally was changing every hour but now we're all right we know what we're doing we've we've got the equipment I mean there was a there was a time where you know I mean now now they're ordering in, in scrubs for us so we're wearing different we're not actually wearing our own uniforms or they're giving us scrubs and and then we, we know we take them off at the end of the shift or whatever and we leave them there but like as far as the PPE goes we've had en- we've had enough of it you know we've got plenty of it we're we're well equipped and in terms of I know you mentioned going back to you know support for your occupational health and you wanting to seek that support after this situation hopefully end soon um what would you say to maybe a nurse or another nhs worker or a care worker or any other key worker who's listening to this who's perhaps really struggling um and is is just can't seem to handle that dread of going to work what what would your advice be to them i would tell them to keep talking i would tell them to talk to somebody um just there are I know that there's services out there. I mean I was I was in the local shop today and there was just a post of all different services that are available. I know that there are mental health services out there. 
that you know that have said that they're there to help you if needed to to speak to uh, i mean there's stuff on facebook there's stuff there's stuff on the internet that people can access i'm just really fortunate that i have i have a really good i have brilliant friends that listen to me i have i have brilliant colleagues that listen to me i have a fantastic husband that's there for me um i would just there is there is always going to be someone out there that will listen and people just need to speak up they must not hold it in there's always someone somewhere that will be willing to listen to them so I would just tell anybody because it is a really horrible stressful situation I mean it is causing a lot of dread it's causing I mean I'm not going to lie it's caused me a lot of anxiety I mean I've told you some days I'm all right but other days it's really really bad they just should not suffer alone. There are people out there that are probably experiencing exactly the same thing. I've I've found it good speaking to my friends because how I might be feeling, I think other people aren't feeling. And then when I mention it, someone else is actually feeling the same way. And it's like, wow, you know, I didn't think anyone else would be feeling the same as me. So I just tell them to just speak up. Don't hold it in at all. It's just no good to hold it in. Mm. And, We've talked about, you know, you dreading going going to work and, and that's having an impact. How else is the situation impacting on your mental health? Um it, That's a it, very broad question, sorry. I mean it's yeah, it's no. crap, isn't it? <laughs> you know, like it's uh, it's affecting me in all sorts of ways. I mean it's I know I'm stressed about it. Like the day after I finish work, you know, what I'm doing is I'm sort of doing two days on, two days off, two days on, three days on, whatever. So the first day I have off, I'm normally quite stressed and it takes me a little while to calm down. And then the next day I'm okay. And then by the evening, I've got the dread back. Um, I mean, it is affecting my sleep. I'm not sleeping properly at all. Um, I can, I know it's affecting me. It's, I've got something hanging over me at the moment, and I'm, I'm just waiting for it to disappear. And hopefully, once all this goes, I can start to relax again and just, you know, normality will resume. Just waiting for it to resume. When do you think it will resume? Oh, um. I reckon we've got till about June time. Mm. I mean... For the lockdown? Yeah, well, for the lockdown, I'm probably saying another... Probably another three or four weeks. Um, If people do stay in and don't go out and don't socialise, then, you know, I think... You don't don't know. It could be... It's just so unpredictable, though. That's the thing. No one really knows what it's going to do, do they? So... But I think, I think things will probably start calming down. Hopefully by about June time. Yeah, hmm. I mean the one positive thing about the situation I've noticed is, I don't know, people seem to be a lot more friendlier. People seem to be saying hello a lot more, or worrying about the neighbours a lot more, or you know checking in with people on social media a lot more. Have you found that? D- me well you, you know what I'm like I'll literally say hello to anyone so <laughs> I I still carry on the way I am walking down the street and I, I've no, some things that I have noticed is that people jump away from you if you're not you're two meters apart but like 
Um, I've I've witnessed some really kind things, and it's it's kind of like it, I know this might sound bad. It's a shame that the world has had to experience something like this for people to realise that it's important to be kind to other people. Um, but like, yeah, no, I've I've seen some wonderful stuff. People really reaching out to the communities and trying to help other people. Um, yeah, no, there's I've seen a lot of nice things happen. I just hope that it continues after. I yeah. hope it teaches people a lot of. I just hope it teaches people things. You know that it's important to be kind. It's important to help others. So, what advice would you give yourself at the moment? At the moment, <laughs> get some sleep, chill out, <laughs> and be happy. But yeah, but it, that's me. You know me. I just kind of like get on with life, don't I? I don't really. It's a really tough question, really. Actually, <laughs> it is. Um, you often give uh, give give out advice, but it's very hard. Sometimes. I'm all right. I'm all right preaching, but when you ask me to do it to myself, no, it doesn't happen, does it? Um, <laughs> I don't. I, you know, I don't, all I would advise myself is to probably just stay safe and be positive, and reach out for help if you need it. Which, which you said you were going to to do after this, didn't you? Uh, me personally, yeah, yeah, I'm probably going to. Yeah, after when all of this, this is finished, I'm probably going to get some sort of. I'm going to need it uh, with some of the stuff that I've seen and and dealt with. Um, do think, I don't think I'd be able to do it on my own. Do you think there's going to be a lot of people in that situation, a lot of, um, you know, NHS workers who are going to need that support? Yes, mm. probably. I mean, I'm normally quite a strong person, but um, because th- this has happened so quickly and some of the stuff that we've had to witness... I think, uh, yeah, I think there'll be quite a few probably going for services afterwards. Um, does it make you? I, does it make you worry though about the strain on, on the mental health services afterwards as well? It could do, but then it depends on the person, doesn't it? I mean, if the person recognises that they need that help, I, I've always said from since it's, you know, since I saw it start going bad I kind of like thought no after this I, I am going to have to sit down and talk it out with people because it's it's sort of unexpected isn't it it's completely out of people's control and that's something that affects people's anxiety isn't it mm. that things are out of control yeah no I don't know people you don't know how other people are going to deal with it I know I'll be exact I'll be going for services anyway I'll try and seek something out to help me after all of this so what's the first thing you're going to do when you uh, get out of what, self-isolation? This, what am I going to do? I'm going to go home and I'm going to hug and kiss my babies. I'm going to just... And I'm going to make up for the time that I've not been with them and then I'll probably hug and kiss my husband as well. And then, well, I'll be home, won't I? Yeah. I'll be able to have my life back and I'll go and see family and friends. Sounds good yeah. to me. Yeah, I'll come and see you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>